Over the next 150 years, the world's population doubles and stabilizes at an overcrowded 12 billion. In the meantime, automation by brilliant computers has created two distinct classes, creative, achievers, and unemployed, wealthies. The latter barely survive in the ghettos on government rations, and science changes humanity. Slim 18-year-old John Quiet Griffin backed toward the doorway of his ghetto cubby on that April afternoon of the year 2152. His mother sat propped up in bed, her hair streaked with a new white. He felt flushed. She stabbed at him with her blue eyes. "'Damn it, Johnny!' she said. "'What was that about? Not like you to kiss me.' Quiet knew of a mansion full of valuables, saw a chance to break in. Maybe he could pocket enough to buy his mother a newly grown pancreas. Without answering, he retraced his steps, bent his average-sized body to kiss her again, then left. "'More rations! More rations!' the mob bellowed, almost as one. Wealthies milled in the square before the four-meter wall that enclosed Starman's mansion and grounds. Quiet heard verbal thunder from the streets that paralleled the wall and from other squares a kilometer or more away. He guessed that twenty thousand of the local poor surrounded the compound. San Angeles, the megacity combining old San Diego and Los Angeles, must contain ten million wealthies, lots more where those in the square came from. He wrinkled his big nose at the stench of unwashed bodies and at oxygen-poor air exhaled through unbrushed teeth. People wore faded handouts from the back doors of the wealthy, or ration-issued jumpsuits. The pavement underfoot was cracked. Loose pieces disrupted walking. Peeling stripes of old whitewash hung from the bottom level of the eight-story tenements that lined the rest of the square. Only the compound's wall seemed maintained, showing no crack or nick. It shined with gleaming gray paint. Patches of green hedge bordered the wall up to the armor plate of the double gate. A red puff of smoke rose from the center of the square. We want Starman! the crowd roared. Quiet nervously brushed back short, sandy hair and pulled at his bluish shirt. He felt nauseated from the stink, heat, and noise, or from fear. Don't be stupid, he told himself. Of course he was afraid. Fear almost paralyzed him. His muscles seemed liquefied. Good word, liquefied a payoff from the hours he'd spent studying with the interactive web. Well, now he had the action that he'd always wished for instead. He grimaced. Survival was only sure in daydreams. Trembling, quiet edged closer to the wall, toward a small private entrance hidden behind a hedge of tall thorn bushes, a scant one hundred meters from the vehicle gate. "'Watch who you shovin'!' shrieked a heavy woman in a loose blue striped dress, her garlic and onion breath a blow. She raised a meaty fist near his face. "'Sorry, ma'am,' Quiet replied and pushed on toward the wall through the chattering, surging crowd. More red puffs of smoke. "'Open emigration to the planets!' hundreds shouted, almost in unison. People must have cards with cues keyed to the smoke. Quiet blinked as strobe lights exploded along the top of the wall. Then he jammed palms over his ears to minimize a blow of high-frequency sound. Head down, one hand sheltering his eyes now, 
he eased himself nearer the row of glistening green thorn bushes where the broad capstone of the wall partially masked him from the broadcast light and noise and from the barrier sensors. When bodies no longer screened him from the bushes, he held his arm out, forced his fingers to stop trembling. He must make his first move soon. The pulse of light stopped. The shrill wailing ceased. Look up, citizens, reverberated across the plaza. A huge hologram hovered twenty meters above the crowd. Quiet recognized the hawk-nosed star man. 